1: of the two thousand thirteen national. High we League. are back, ladies and gentlemen, after Thursday night football. Big win by the Packers, 10-3 to over the Bears. It's exciting. It's official. What's up? How you doing, Vince?
0: I'm hyped that football is back. I'm really hyped because I had a little do-re-mi on your cheese heads last night. <laughs> we uh, killed it, didn't we? We did, we did. If you guys listen to episode 8, Um, I like to say that that's what it's going to be like for the rest of the season, but uh, it isn't going to be like that, guys. (laughs) We're going to be wrong sometimes. If I was a professional better, I would be driving a Lamborghini and living in a mansion and this podcast will be recorded in a studio next to Kanye West. (laughs) But that isn't the case. But I did like the under. I did wager on the Cheeseheads Plus 3. On the money line plus one forty five. And I said Mitch Bum, aka Mitchell Trubisky, wasn't gonna do nothing. And he did. He looked like he looked like a scared cat out there last night. Yeah, he running did look around. like a deer
1: in the headlights. So but we'll dig into that later. You can find me at Biggest Ball76 on Twitter, on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook by looking up the first pick podcast. Where can they find you,
0: Vince? You can find me at Vinny Goombots, V I N N Y G O O M B O T S, on Twitter, on Instagram. And you can listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, iTunes, Podcast Addicts, and my favorite, Podcoin, because I like to get fractions (laughs) of a penny. I like to get fractions of a penny and listen to myself talk. But uh, I'm almost up to like a $10 gift card at Target. (laughs) But uh, uh, they got free Bose headphones. I say free. They got Bose headphones if you get up to like 100,000. So that's what I'm trying to get. Y'all y'all bugging if you ain't using popcorn. <laughs> anyway, today is September 6, 2019. We're going to start off with a little On This Day in history brought to you by OnThisDay.com. On this day, 1927, the Boston Red Sox faced off against the Bronx Bombers and won 12-11 to 11 in an 18-in-a-marathon game in Fenway Park. Don't like, they play today? They do play today. That's why I brought it up. Uh, got a little okay. Domingo Herman going against Julis Chassin. Okay. And uh, the Red Sox just picked up Julis Chassin off the, off the, waiver, the waiver garbage wire because he was bumming it up over there in Milwaukee. But we'll get to baseball later, and I'll get to my pick on that too.
1: We'll talk about it. So let's just dive right in. First of all, last night was a wonderful sports night. My wife was at home. She was cooking chicken and rice for dinner. It was phenomenal. Then Serena starts at 730. And by the time the kickoff, first of all, my number one team is Green Bay. My second favorite team is Tiger and Serena. They are my second favorite teams as individuals on my list. They tie. And she was done with her match in 50 minutes, which allowed me to watch her and watch the Packers. What a great night.
0: Before we get to anything else, Kev, you know something I did always want to ask you, and I want our listeners to know too. I always like to know how somebody became a fan of a team that is not from their region. Now, I am a Jets, Mets, Knicks, and Devils fan. If you don't know me, you could pretty much say I grew up somewhere in New York or New Jersey. Right? You're not. It's not. You're not going to find. You're not, you're not going to hear me say I grew up in North Dakota or Maine, something like that. Um. Why are you a Green Bay Packers fan, and what brought you to be a Green Bay Packers fan? I was always always curious about that.
1: I still have the hoodie from Brett Favre's 1995 MVP season when Sterling Sterling Sharp was still playing. This is uh, Shannon Sharp's older brother. They were phenomenal, and I was a young boy who was watching a grown man play a man's game like a child. And from that point, I just saw them. They were winning at the time. They were good. And I absolutely latched on. So I I did watch football. I was watching with my dad. I was always into football. But I fell in love with Brett Favre and the way he played football. And from that time, I could never let it go. Even from the time that he came, I was just a fan. Bad season, good season. I just latched on to a really great player and just never let go. That That, was it. That's
0: cool. And I usually feel like the times that people aren't in that region, and they like a certain team. I'd say like eight times out of ten, they have a pretty cool story behind it. So that's why I ask. Yep. Um, I knew a buddy of mine. He he has a very odd, uh, scattered amount of teams. He's a St. Louis Cardinals fan, Green Bay Packers fan, okay. Dallas Mavericks, and I don't know what his hockey team is, but you could tell that that's kind of scattered. because is. he grew up on it. He grew up. His his father was a. Army general or something. Okay, so he was all over the country. Right, he's moving everywhere. Yeah, so it's. I kind of. I just think those stories are cool. Um, I remember one guy. He's a diehard Cowboys fan, older dude, and he said when he was a kid he met Roger Staubach. Anyway. Uh, I hear what wanted, you're saying. Just I, wanted to ask. A, I think that's a good question, yes. though,
1: because it's like, where, where did your sports origin come? And you know, some people take like offense to it. They're like, you can't like them. Like it has to be that's not true. Like you're know, like it has to be regional. I'm like, get out of here. You like who you like. Now, I guess even if you're liking somebody and you're a bandwagon jumper, that's fine. You can you can jump on. Like I don't. I, I try not to judge those people too much. But as far as teams, like that's the only team that truly grasped me. The only other team that got me at one point was the Sacramento Kings. When Chris Webber was there, Peja Stoyakovich, Bobby Jackson, uh, uh, White Chocolate, like that was one of my favorite squads. And then they got bad. I kind of I was more of a fair weather fan of them because they were great when the Lakers were great. So but other than that, I follow Serena Tiger. And I just love sports. Anybody who's good, anybody who's great, I follow.
0: See, and Kevin won't judge you if you're a bandwagon jumper, but I will. <laughs> I will definitely. I. Um, I was going to say, let's get to the news.
1: I was just about to hop right into it. Let's do it. Let's get into the news updates for the day. So, as I said last night, Serena finished off Alina Svitolina of of the Ukraine, the number five player in the world. She made her look look like she wasn't the number five player in the world after a while. She started off a little shaky, but then she pounded her after that. 6-3, 6-1. This will be Serena... Serena's fourth final in the past six majors this will be her 10th final in the U.S. Open since she started 19 years ago in 1999 was her first U.S. Open final and then she went on to win it in 2001 and 2002 she is just a monster there's nothing else to say about this girl I can't wait for the final she is actually Taking on 19-year-old Bianca and Drusick from Canada, and she's actually making some. Um, she's making some history for Canada because she's the first female tennis player from Canada to make a final in the U.S. Open. So I thought that was really cool. Um, she's 19, though. No, she's going to get pounded. Go ahead.
0: Uh, I also want to say that that also might be the first time we said a name without butchering it so bad. Or say we, you said it. I usually butcher it. You
1: had a couple good names before, though, when you were given your... uh, Baseball? On this day. So I think we're doing doing pretty good today.
0: Baseball's a little easier. uh, Not to say (laughs) that I have experience, but I've been married to a Dominican-Puerto Rican for a little while now. So so you get a hang of it. I got a little bit. Got a little bit.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, Serena was great last night. Uh, So this weekend, she'll be going for her 24th to tie... Uh, to tie Margaret Court for 24 uh, all time. 24 grand slams to tie. And then hopefully in the Australians she'll be able to break that. Actually, also where Margaret, Craw- uh, Margaret Court broke the record for 24.
0: You said the Canadian woman's name and then you butcher Court. I know. Uh, that's Come really on. bad. It's really Come bad. on, man. Uh,
1: but also, this will also be the, the match she had last night. Was her hundred and first win, which also beat out Chris Everett's record for most wins ever in U.S. Uh, in tennis. She also won her hundred and first overall match out of all matches yesterday, beating Chris Everett, who previously held the record for all women in women's tennis. So I thought that was another good thing. She's great. Really, not not much else to say. I can't wait to watch. It's going
0: to be great. Speaking of 100, did you know that the NFL was, this is their 100th year kickoff? Yeah,
1: today is, their, well, today, this year is their 100th birthday.
0: Yep. I had no idea. I saw it all over the field and on everybody's jerseys. And then I saw a meme that was pretty funny. It was a picture of Adam Venateri with all his gray fur on his face and his hair. And they said that Adam Veneteri has literally been in the NFL for a quarter. Of its existence. And yet I was like, wow. That dude's
1: old. But anyway. He's still functioning off the clutch gene that they still think he has. That's what he's still, uh, from the, from his years with the Patriots, I, I, I'm pretty sure you remember those. I don't
0: remember those, I'm sorry. I only, I only remember when he played for the Colts. As far as I know, he didn't exist before that.
1: Uh, once again, Serena's great. But on to the next. The United States easily defeats Japan in a 53-point win, 98-45. to 45. The United States plays Greece and Giannis Antetokounmpo on September 7th, 2019, which is tomorrow at 8.30 a.m. However, in this game, Jalen Brown leads the USA with 20 points and 7 rebounds, followed by Kemba Walker, who had 15 points and 8 rebounds. Japan was never in it. Japan was actually already out of the World Cup standings at this time, so basically they played a game, got spanked on the way out that they never had a chance to do anything with anyway, but I am excited to see what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know if it's excited or scared or terrified for this team that Giannis may put up 45 points tomorrow, and they're going to have no chance to stop him. I don't know what they're going to do. Also, we're going to have to take on Serbia, who has Nikolai Jokic, who's phenomenal. We said to you earlier that their coach is talking all kinds of trash. He said they should fear. He, He said they should fear for their lives that they're playing Serbia. This guy is talking a ton of trash. So we'll see what happens. I know you're not excited about it. You got anything on that? Nope. (laughs) he's got nothing so next up UFC president Dana White told ESPN on Thursday he will not offer the 40 year old legend BJ Penn another fight in the UFC TMZ acquired a video from someone who caught BJ Penn in a street fight and the video was pretty bad because it's like the dude was overweight but he caught him really good but we don't know if the punch to BJ's face came first or BJ on top of him choking him out came first so there was two different videos but the only reason why I brought this up is Conor McGregor punched an old man in a bar for not taking a drink from him a few weeks ago and he went on an apology tour but you're not going to give BJ Penn now BJ Penn is old he was one of the greatest champions the UFC has ever seen the guy is a karate champion he's all the things he's everything that you want him to be he, he's great but Connor makes the money, so I assume that's the way. There's so two-faced in the UFC. Dana White, he'll protect the guy who's out punching old men over drinks, but he's also going to hold this guy out w- with some moral flag. I don't get that, but go ahead. You got something?
0: Uh, you just explain one of the two reasons why I don't watch the UFC. Okay. One of them is, I feel like it's a soap opera. There's always some extra stuff going on with Dana White. I, I, sh- I For a guy that doesn't watch UFC... How do I know the guy that runs it so much, Dana White? Like I know everything about, not everything about him, but I know a lot about Dana White. He's always involved with some drama with a fighter or why this guy or this woman can't fight or a title match or whatever and somebody going to Bellator or something. I just, it disinterests me that there's so much fluff around the UFC other than just fighting I hear what
1: you're saying and I think that's more indicative it's a reflection of society what they give us is what we're asking for that's really what it is at the end of the day all the fluff even i know you're saying it for the ufc i know you say it with the nba i obviously the nfl which we're about to get into with antonio brown with this so proper but baseball has it too whether it be players mad because a guy ran over to uh ran o- ran over the base not fast enough or flinging a bat or throwing a ball at somebody's head i just think i think it's a reflection of our society and them trying to grab people who are on the fringe no matter what whether there's drama or not me and you were watching football we don't care what it is but to get those fringe people to get to get some of the people to come along i guess it comes along it just comes with the territory
0: that's that's one of the reasons why i don't watch the ufc
1: understood understood
0: one of the other reasons is i like to talk junk and i can't talk junk about ufc guys <laughs> because if they find me they could put their hands on me, and I'm not gonna win. They know <laughs> jiu-jitsu and karate and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, wrestling, and Muay Thai, and yep. grappling stuff and all that. I can't mess with that. But if I saw Mitchell Trubisky, aka Mitch Bum, in, in the alley, <laughs> I would give him the hands. He's I'm not. Pretty, wa- he's pretty strong. I ain't worried about him, bro. He's, a strong he's too dude. worried about. He's worried. <laughs> Listen, he ain't training year-round to get me on the ground and have me break my arm. he's worried about throwing footballs, I could throw my hands with Mitch Bum Trubisky. I can't throw my hands with who? BJ Penn and Colin, I mean, uh, Conor McGregor. whatever. Yeah. I can't throw my hands with them dudes, so uh, I don't talk no junk on them. Even the girls could probably beat me up too, so. I just
1: wanted to touch on it. I just wanted to point well, out that, the, yeah. how, how hypocritical Dana is sometimes. You know, with one side is this, is one side is that. And he's just playing the game and he's not the owner. So
0: he, he has a boss. You know what I'm saying? So we he has you. to do what he's got to do. But the UFC dudes don't even look like they can fight. I would see one in the street one day and I, I'd be talking junk to him. <laughs> you never know man we could get into that I love stories about people who
1: get uh, Bomani Jones does this uh, all the time on his show and one of his favorite things is people calling in about stories where they thought they had the upper hand Mm -hmm. because it was what somebody looked like and then they winded up wrapped up in a pretzel and they never knew what
0: happened Yeah, that's not going to be me so, I'm kind of, when I'm out in public anyway, I just kind of, I do a little smirk and nod, even if it's something crazy. Right. But, um, yeah, I realized that because I had a childhood friend of mine, and um, his dad owned a karate uh, dojo okay. for his entire life, and you would not know that this dude can break your arm in a second. <laughs> he carried himself so humbly that you would never know this guy could mess you up or fold you in a pretzel or... <laughs> You know, he'd be one of them dudes that grab your pinky and have you drop to your knees, start crying or something like that. So uh ever since ever since I saw how he would handle himself, I was like, Yeah, you never know. You, you never, never know. know. Got, take a take hands. a
1: step back. You're like, you know what? I'm just going home tonight, bruh. <laughs> but on to the next. Antonio Brown puts tweet out on social media complaining about being fine for missing preseason practices. Next thing you know, Antonio Brown meets Mike Mayock. They're in the office, they get into it over this. He put uh, he he threatens to punch him. He actually punts a football inside during this meeting and said, They'll find me for that. It was all kinds. And then also today, since we've been recording this, it came out that uh, John Gruden reported that AB is going to play on Monday. And it was also reported by and Anderson of ESPN that Antonio Brown is issues an emotional apology at Raiders team meeting Friday morning, which I thought was interesting, which is kind of the response of like a 12 year old when he knows he did something bad and his mom uh, reprimands him. Uh, But I'm annoyed by this guy. Where are you at?
0: I think that um, if you're an Oakland Raiders fan or Las Vegas Raiders fan or whatever, it's annoying. But after Monday night, you ain't going to care. Nope. Dude's going to have two touchdowns, 138 yards receiving. (laughs) And all that All the, the fluff And all the show That comes with it You shrug your shoulders If you got a W All now, of us are, You get that in the L That's a different story You know what I mean But I don't see it happening
1: I agree All of us are gonna be Jason Bourne Waking up the next morning Not remembering what happened We don't We'll forget about His crusty feet We'll forget about The helmet no, no, All no, of no. it
0: No 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 I, That image of his nasty feet Has been burned Into my soul <laughs> For the rest of my life I gag when I see That thing in my head <laughs> and last from me
1: on news updates was uh actually breaking news this morning Ty- Tyreek Hill receiver from the Chiefs signs a 3-year, $54 million extension with 35 million guaranteed from that's from Pro Football Talk. So that's a that's a big deal. They lock up their speedster, the guy who's going to be there for a while. He's only 24 years old, still young. He's had his offseason issues. He's had his domestic
0: abuse issues, but he's there. They signed him. He's going to be great. So I'm going to get to some baseball. Last night, the Pirates and the Marlins played, and Colin and Brian Moran squared off against each other. Colin plays for the Pirates. Brian, pays. Brian plays for the Marlins. And uh, it was the first time since 1900 a brother faced off against his sibling in his MLB Debut. Brian had his major league debut last night. He bounced around the minors for uh, almost a decade, so mm-hmm. it was kind of cool. Um, and it was the first time in the pitcher batter scenario, Brian struck out Colin and also picked up the win. I thought that was interesting. I found that on um, Elias Sports Bureau. Um, shout out to one of our listeners Josiah he's the one that pointed me out to it and I went and did a little digging I thought that was a cool story I wanted to share it some more baseball news your boy Mike Trout has a 1.45 OPS which is on base percentage versus the Chicago White Sox since 2016 that is the highest OPS by any player versus any single opponent over that span of 100 minimum plate appearances. And your boy Mike Trout is the first American League center fielder to hit 45-plus home runs in a season since Ken Griffey Jr. hit 48 in 1999. Wow. I got that from MLB Stats on Twitter.
1: That's lofty. That's a, that's a nice place to be when you're in the same conversation with people with the name Ken Griffey, man. That's great, but go ahead, man.
0: And, you know, I got to take it to my boy up there in Toronto. That's my little Canadian accent. I try to to throw those in there for you guys. My boy Bo Bichette has 24 extra base hits since his debut on July 29th, behind only Juan Soto and tied with Alex Bregman for the most in Major League Baseball. He's up there in good company. And, Um, And
1: it makes sense for him, though. His dad comes from the 90s. His dad comes from an era where we hit the ball wherever there's space. We're not just trying to hit home runs. His father came from a time where we make contact, and that's all that matters. We need to get on base. So the fact that he's doing the things he's doing just makes sense. He grew up in that, given that his dad was a 90s baseball player. You can't beat that.
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm, I keep my eye on that boy. We mentioned him uh, about three weeks ago. He's going to be somebody to keep your eye on in the future, uh, baseball player and uh, baseball fantasy. Speaking of baseball fantasy, I'm on my bye week in the playoffs. <laughs> And uh, next week's a big week for me, my first year. So uh, I'm trying to get that dub, you know Okay, what I mean? we'll see. Keeping up with baseball. Uh, last week, we spoke about Justin Verlander. He threw a no-hitter. Um, only two pitchers have more no-hitters than Justin Verlander. Nolan Ryan with seven and Sandy Koufax with four. Wow. And I got that from Baseball Authority on Instagram. Um, the reason I say that is, people – we're witnessing greatness here with justin verlander you do you might not know baseball but you've heard the name nolan ryan and you've heard the name sandy koufax whether you're a baseball fan or not Agreed. justin verlander is uh, etching himself in history with the stuff he's got going on right there um that about wraps it up for what i got on the baseball diamond what are we going to next kev we are going to the bears and packers I'm cool with that because uh I look good after last night. <laughs> so what what are your takeaways? Are we gonna start with me? Um I, I don't I, care. I, I could take away from it right now.
1: All right, go ahead. Mitch is a bum. <laughs> you were saying that all night, and Vince was texting me that all night. I yeah, just kept I was, telling him I'm like, look at him. He's a Mitch bum. That's all he would just answer overthrowing back.
0: Throwing receivers, <laughs> under throwing, throwing interceptions, running around like a scaredy cat out there. Man, he made me look good. Not even if even if not the world listened to this, which I hope they do one day. You know, um, when you when you're right about something, obviously you have a sense of pride. So uh, you know, he, I, ne- I haven't believed in him since last year, even though he had a few good games here and there. Uh, I know we defer. Uh, Allen Robinson did look good. Uh, I did say I, I did see that, and I did say that I wasn't afraid of him. But after last night, I was
1: impressed. He was forcing it to him, and that's why he threw that pick later on in the game.
0: But yeah. I thought he played really well last night, though. Do you think that Trey Burton not playing had anything to do with their offense? I don't or? think
1: you understand how huge that is. Really? But yes, because You're Tra- tell me. Uh, Trey Burton is really, really good. Okay, and he is the. He creates pressure in the middle of the field. He makes the middle of the field turn red. If a defensive coordinator is looking up from the uh, from the, from his box and looking down and he sees red spots where there's pressure, there's going to be a red spot wherever Trey Burton is. He puts pressure on the linebackers, on the safeties, which makes their offense much more uh, effective on the field. So I will say that. I'm not saying he's the best tight end in the league, but I think he's important to what Matt Nagy and what the Bears do, which was... Uh, 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 which they were really they were putrid last night, and I will say, and not that I can say anything better about the Packers' offense. The Packers had negative twelve yards in the first quarter yesterday. After that, the Bears came out blazing. And the defensive line was phenomenal. Khalil Mack creating pressure. Roquan Smith is going to be better than Brian Urlacher. Hot take. Mm. Yes, he is going to be better mm. than Brian Urlacher as long as he stays healthy. He's going to be better. I watched Brian Urlacher from the beginning to the end, and this kid is. And Brian Urlacher was a kick returner. He was a kick returner at New Mexico in in college, mm-hmm. and came to the NFL and was a middle linebacker. And Roquan is more athletic than he is. It's it's crazy, man.
0: Yeah, he was getting to your boy Aaron pretty early in the game. He I did. I was, you know, I was I was watching. I uh, watched every minute of the game. Uh, I was excited that football was back. I had to pinch myself a few times because I'm a big football fan. I couldn't believe it's back. Uh, I'm really excited because there's always that overlay. Thursday, Friday. Friday is like that boring day. Yes. I try to spend it with wifey, you know, a little Netflix, because uh, I know that Saturday is all college football, (laughs) and Sunday doesn't really exist. That's kind of etched off the schedule. So I'm happy football is back, and I'm happy that uh, the Cheeseheads won me a little do-re-mi. And – You know, I just – I wasn't impressed with either offense, but I was aware the Bears' defense is really good, and I'm not taking away anything from them. I said that. I said that the Bears' defense was good, and they showed it last night. But the Packers were a little bit better. They were? Um, It was almost exactly how I thought it would go. Uh, Low scoring, which I said, the under, and Packers winning. So, I'm you know, and – I was kind of happy that I benched Aaron Jones because he only had four points. I,
1: I benched him and Aaron Rodgers. I knew it was coming. I, I sat both of them. And you know what opened us up? Opened us up was when uh, Valdez Scantlin got that 47-yard that catch. Bomb, yeah. Yep, he ran a post route. Aaron saw it. There was no safety there. He hit him from left to right. It was phenomenal. And from from that point, we, uh, we had a few runs in there and then he got it to Jimmy Graham and that was it. And that would be
0: the last touchdown of the game. We spoke about On our last episode, me starting Austin Eckler or starting Aaron Jones. Right. Um, I went and pulled the trigger, and I'm starting Austin Eckler. We still don't know if that is the best decision, but I'm pretty sure he'll get more than four points. Absolutely. The thing I saw last night that concerned me as an Aaron Jones owner and anyone else out there that's an Aaron Jones owner, it seemed like Jamal Williams was getting the ball a lot, a lot more than I'm comfortable with as an Aaron Jones owner. What do you think about that? Do you think that there was anything to be worried about as an Aaron Jones owner or do you think we should be looking out there to get Jamal Williams off the waiver of wire?
1: No, I think you're good. I think where you're where you get a little I don't think it's lost but I the, where you get concerned is he's a really good pass blocker so you have to keep that in mind so there are times where he's gonna be taking a seat and Aaron's gonna be in but as of right now Jamal Williams had five carries Aaron Jones had 13 I'm actually pleased with that I, I, I'm fine I don't think I don't really want Aaron Jones to have more than 15 touches I want him to have 15 touches a game if he could do more do more but he's still he's not the biggest guy he did put on some weight he put on 11 pounds here off, off the in the offseason he did look a little more beefy than he did in the previous season but i don't think you have anything to worry about jamal williams will be out there he's a great pass blocker and that's going to keep him on the field he's bigger he can pound a little bit but as of right now he already has seven more carries than jamal williams last night but he wasn't there for a few for a few series i don't think there's any
0: long-term concern now you say that you don't want aaron jones to have more than 15 carries as a packer fan as a fantasy owner i want him to have 50 carries of course of course give me them carries Jamal Williams take a seat on the bench, man. Stop, but we but stop, we stop taking my carries. But
1: we talked about it in a previous episode no, though. We, did. we 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 have to think about it. He's sufficient. 5.5 yards per carry. So you get 15 yards or 5.5 yards of carry, and if he gets in the open field, it only takes one. And there there was a little glimpse of it in there in the second half. They had a couple outside runs. I did see that one. A couple zone runs where they got him a little bit. The Bears are just legit. I don't know what else to tell you. The guys are phenomenal. That front four, that front seven, even if they had nobody back there, that front seven is going to give those guys time to cover. Kyle Fuller was great for uh for Chicago Bears last night. Shout out night. to the
0: Virginia Tech Hokie.
1: <laughs> so um but I, I don't know. I don't I don't have any long term concerns right now, even for the offenses, either offense.
0: Yeah, I, maybe I, I think it's a slight overreaction on my part, you know what I mean. But I like to dive in on every on every angle I can, you know. And uh, while I have him on my bench as a fantasy owner, I kind of am hoping he doesn't go off, so I don't look like I got you know like I got egg on my face. And this but is- at the same time, I do want him to perform a little bit, so I'm not worried where I'm at now. But um, you know, like I said, I think maybe it's a little bit of overreaction, but it is something to keep my eye on. I'm you're you're making me feel a little bit more at ease. A lot of the things you're saying, and uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is for you listeners out there, you know, just to know that, you know, pump the brakes on Aaron Jones. I know the first game wasn't so good, but he did play against one of the best, if not the best run defenses in the league, so...
1: And they were the best last year. First, 80 yards a game. They are no joke. Like, they are going to make it hard for everybody. Nobody's going to have an easy time getting the ball run on them. You're going to have to be really creative. You're going to have to be tough to get by those guys. And also, just to provide some context to what Vince just said, with it looking so ugly last night, it takes them about four weeks. The NFL and the coaches and these GMs have made a clear decision to come into the season healthy, and be rusty instead of coming into the season sharp and banged up. I agree with that. I like that. I'd rather be rusty and healthy. I got Aaron Jones. I got Aaron Rodgers. Everybody's healthy. We can figure out X's and O's. And they made it through that first game, which is always rough. It's going to be rough for everybody. It's going to be some nasty football all over the league, I think, here. And then we're going to have a few teams that are going to be like, wow, you know, it's going to be like 25, 31. You're like, Where did that come from? But I think overall the defense is going to get a lot of wins here in the first weekend. But we'll see. But I think the Packers defense, bro, is here to stay. Zadarius so Smith, six quarterback pressures, one sack, one tackle for loss, $20 million sign-in bonus, check. Preston Smith, three pressures, one and a half sacks, with one of those sacks being a game clinching sack, $16 million signing bonus, check. Adrian, Ome- Adrian Amos, two tackles. One pressure and one pressure interception. Eleven million dollar sign and bonus. Check. Money well spent, brother. They were so good last night. You got Kenny Clark. They are going to and then you we we um we drafted Darnell Savage. We also drafted Rashawn Gary. He didn't play much last night. He was active. He was prepared. We didn't need him. The guys got it done. I love the fact that we don't need him yet because I think when he comes on in week nine, week eight, week ten, all in that little area there, I think his little addition, his addition to the team in the first year is going to be huge for us moving forward. What are your thoughts on those guys last night, man?
0: Yeah, I mean— you you called it. You said the defense was going to be shut down, and that's exactly what they were. Um, when we had one of our drafts, I saw that the Packers' defense was hanging around. And uh, sometimes it, they say in gambling, and I'm going to put fantasy up there with gambling, is that you can't make friends when you're gambling. And I use that for poker a lot. But I did the nice guy thing and I let the Packers slip even though I liked them because I know that you were gonna take them. And uh it wasn't like a make or break. Now had it been like a sufficient player, that'd be a different story. Right. But uh yeah, they back your defense definitely looked good and uh you know made me a believer. But I will say I wasn't high on the Bears offense, which I did make that you a made statement. It clear. So uh I'm not gonna I'm still you know, it's it's too early. It's too still too early. I'm feeling good. My statements came true. The Bears' offense looks like dog poop, and the Packers' D looks good. I hit the under. I hit the Packers. Everything looks good. It's early. What you got to do when you bet on sports is take it day by day. Book wins, be happy about it, and keep it moving. You can't get too high. You can't get too low. So, uh, overall, it was a good night. I'm glad football's back. I'm glad I benched Aaron Jones. I'm glad the Packers won because I like to bust my brother-in-law's chops. He's a big (laughs) Bears fan. So, uh, you know, I bust his chops about that. He had uh, Mason Crosby as his kicker, and he's a Bears fan. So when Crosby hit the field goal, I was kind of like, hey, are you happy that your fantasy points are adding up, or are you <laughs> mad that your Bears are losing? So uh, that was that. So uh, that's it. I, both teams actually had five sacks yesterday,
1: but I would say at least two of those sacks were Aaron Rodgers' sacks because he holds on to the ball too long because he's always trying to make a play. I thought a lot of uh, Mitch actually didn't hold on to the ball too long. Sometimes, uh, uh, the the whole time there we got some good pressure. We were we were in his face all night. Like dude, we we did not help. And I'm telling you guys right now, it's not the Bears aren't as bad as they looked. But I think by the end of the season, people are going to be saying Mitch wasn't that bad that day. It was because of the Packers. I can tell you right now, I think they're going to be that kind of defense where they're going to be so disruptive and bothersome. Just like the Bears are going to be that way moving forward for the rest of the season with other quarterbacks as they did to Aaron Rodgers last night. It was a great game to watch, in my uh, opinion. And how do you feel about your boy Jimmy Graham? I was happy, man. Oh, Jimmy, you just brought up a really, really sour subject and the other night we had our listener league ladies and gentlemen we have a listener league uh fantasy league for the first pick podcast 16 team league it was a lot of fun uh, almost everybody showed up we had i think we had one or two auto drafts which kind of grind my gears a little bit but i was in the draft right coming up later still have i don't have a tight end right mm-hmm. so i come around pick up a receiver And I was also like the 15th pick. So I have a a nice quick back-to-back there. Picked up a receiver and I was like, I already have Aaron Rodgers. I either want Jimmy Graham or I'm going to take Lamar Jackson. I'm like, nobody really wants Jimmy Graham. They're underrating him. I'll take Lamar Jackson here. I'll get Jimmy Graham on the way back around. All the way back around, he's there. He's there two picks away. Two picks before me is my wife. Mm. she takes Jimmy Graham Mm. and I want to fight I didn't realize who took it at first I just saw that he's gone right
0: were were, were y'all wasn't in the same room we were were,
1: were. I was in the kitchen she was on the couch but I didn't see like I didn't see which team had taken it yet and then I realized I'm like you took Jimmy Graham from me I'm like I want him I'll trade you right now she's like no we spent the last time Hour of the night. I t- I put my back to her in the bed. I'm like, I offered her Lamar Jackson because I thought that was fair. I took it was either going to be Jimmy or Lamar. So I was like, I'll give you Lamar Jackson. I'm like, you need a better you need a better quarterback than what you have. All right. And your issue, by the way, everybody, she still has Hunter Henry. She doesn't even need Jimmy Graham. Mm. She's like, well, I'm going to use him as a flex on the weeks where I have a few running backs to have the same bye week And it's actually wonderful thinking to have Jimmy Graham on a bye week
0: wonder who taught her that. No,
1: right? <laughs> I don't care. I turn my back to her in bed. I'm furious. She still won't give it to me. She she was laughing at me on the phone earlier today. She's like, Jimmy had a good game last night. I'm like, Mm -hmm. he was on your bench. Mm -hmm. On your
0: bench. You know what that saying is? What is it? Sleeping with the enemy.
1: Yeah, I am sleeping with the enemy. My wife. And (laughs) she won't give it back. I am sleeping with that. I can't believe it. I was legitimately upset. I'm, I'm turning my back to you. I was bump, bumping her in bed. And I'm like, I'm going to sleep. And then that was the end of the night. But why did you bring... I had to tell you guys that. Because we've been laughing about it. But I really do want Jimmy. It was only a $30 league. And I wanted my Packers. But here we go. But why would you bring up Jimmy though?
0: So uh, I thought this was cool. Shout out to my boy. Money making Marquette. He actually drafted him in our 14 team league. Started him last night. Because he believes in the dude. And he also... Put a prop bet in on him last night for the Packers to score the first touchdown oh. at plus eighteen hundred. <laughs> that, that's now, really good. I will never divulge what anybody else wagers, but even if it was just five bucks, plus eighteen hundred, really? that's uh, ninety really five dollars. That's really good. Five bucks. Right. So even if he just did five, All he right. came up real nice. Right. Uh, hopefully he did that full hundo. But uh, like I said, I know what the wager is, but I don't divulge that information. Shout out to one of our listeners, Money Making Marquette. Good bet, buddy. <coughs> Speaking of listeners, we're going to keep it going with our listener league. Um, shout out to everybody that did that. We appreciate it. Um, 16 teams. That's the first time I ever did a 16-team draft. This is my first ever 16-team fantasy Um I'm interested to see how it turns out. I wasn't, I'm not crazy about my team because I was like, I kept thinking these quarterbacks, nobody was going to take backup quarterbacks. And they just kept pulling them and pulling them. And I was like, uh oh. And then I got into panic mode. So, uh, who's, uh, some of the players from the Listener League that you were impressed with their, their drafting and, um, you know what were your thoughts on your team and how you drafted? I actually turned out pretty good. I was super down on
1: this league when we thought. Like, I loved the idea of having a Lister league for our podcast. That idea was great, but having sixteen people, I was super, super down on. I'm like, there's gonna be no players left. This is crap. But about halfway through that draft, I wound up putting in the chat room. I'm like, this is not as bad as I, 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 ate I crow. I came right back
0: to you. I, <laughs> I came ate right crow. back to you. Right now, with that being said, <laughs> you're right it is tough I can see why you wouldn't like it but I um, you know I'm gonna put up a vote and, and you guys listening out there let's let's chat it up and figure it out but I came up with it just off the top of my head 300 for first place 100 for second there's 400 dollars in the prize pool minus the trophy prize that's not a bad flip off of 30 bucks I would agree. So you still think – I, like, I feel like we should have a third place, man. Okay. Yeah, I, but, I always like third place to get money back. Okay. So, you know, again, these things are discussed. And, right. You know, we'll this do is it as a squad. This is why we'll do it and we'll open up, a, you know, a chat for that, guys. Um, uh, If you're not in the Listener League, stop playing around and get up on it next year. We might do a baseball Listener League uh, next summer too. But anyway, <laughs> back to the questions. But. Uh, whose teams were you impressed with and – you know again how, how do you feel about yours
1: and I thought my wife did really well actually like she
0: has a you're really trying, good you're just trying to get uh, trying to I'm really
1: not like I thought about it like her draft like she had Emmanuel Sanders Kenny Galladay carry on Johnson Mixon uh, Hunter Henry she did really well Ian did really well he uh, he was <laughs> He was sending me memes throughout the whole draft of how excited he was for players he was not expecting to be getting in awesome. a 16-team draft. So he has Russell Wilson, David Montgomery. Didn't do so well for him last night with four points. Zach Ertz. Ah, actually, I take that back. I don't like his team that much. Larry Fitzgerald, Josh Gordon. <laughs> take that back, Ian. Stinks. Stinks. But he has AJ Green waiting in the wing, so that's why he's weak at receiver. That was the one thing I did notice though from the draft, and actually you noticed and you brought to my um, that you brought to my attention was that in a 16 team league, there is everybody has a super weak position. And for me, that's tight end. Other than tight end, though, I am more than happy with my squad. I got Jackson going this weekend. I got Chubb. Fournette, Hilton, Westbrook. Actually, I love this Singletary Packers. Gave me thirteen last night. I'll take it. How about you? How you feeling?
0: Um, yeah. Looking over uh, your wife's team right now. I see. I, I definitely like a uh, running back core to receiving core. Again, I see that a lot of teams are weak at a certain area, and I'm not thrilled about her quarterback. I don't think Big Ben is a great, you know, fantasy quarterback. But uh, again, it's not a bad team at all. Rob Hartenfeld's dad. He plays in the league. Okay, uh, and he got a nice squad here too: Deshaun Watson, James White, Royce Freeman, Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Evan Ingram, and uh, you know I, I think there's there's a couple teams out here. I was impressed with my boy Scuba Steve. His uh, his draft was real good. He's got half the the he's got half of the Kansas City Chiefs in his starting lineup right there. So <laughs> he's gonna be in trouble on the bye week, but um. I'm impressed with a lot of people. I, I was surprised. Um, my boy Josiah had a good draft. Uh, even your boy Ian, like you said, you don't really like his team, but I'm looking it over, Rob Dunaway. I'm looking at these teams. Uh, I was impressed uh, with the depth of, uh, that some people drafted. I
1: agree I agree and, and also Kerry did well Kerry was she was on episode 7 with us our fantasy expert and I thought she did really well I think Jameis Winston is a really good value yeah, her actor. team's scary.
0: I'm looking at that right it now is. Wow, I don't like that.
1: Christian Kirk as much as she does I think her and Rob like Christian Kirk but I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of him we'll see but I, I don't know I, I am high on Kyler Murray so if high, Kyler Murray is going to be good my guess is Christian Kirk will be much better
0: also. But Kerry uh, I'm high on Christian Kirk I'm starting with my other league so you know like i said you want to keep disagreeing with kevin come on down and get you back on the show oh we're gonna find out who's better the proof's gonna be in the
1: pudding the, the the records we'll see we'll see who comes out obviously injuries uh, are a big thing something we can't control but hopefully we have a nice even view of who the better better fantasy players are this year
0: yeah, and we're going to – you know, this is a part of doing the Listener League is to, you know, to have a discussion point. So we'll be bringing it up in the show um, here and there and spend a few minutes on it and kind of give you guys the records and, and give you guys a shout-outs if you're doing good. And if you're not, you know I'm coming for you. So uh, you better not be one of them 0-7 teams because I'll be busting chops. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I got on the, on the Listener League. But uh, thank you guys for participating in that, and we hope we – can keep that going, and I hope by next year people are clamoring to get in there. Yeah, you know hopefully I mean?
1: we have a uh, hopefully we have a waiting list of people trying so to get I'm into one of our fancy yeah. fantasy leagues. But uh, if you guys are already in, your grandfathered in, you can stick with us.
0: Yeah, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> we are back we're going to be bringing you guys a new segment again this is your boy vinny goombots v-i-n-n-y-g-o-o-m-b-o-t-s on instagram and twitter you are listening to the first pick podcast you can find us on instagram and twitter at the first pick pod and on facebook at the first pick podcast kev where could they find you and where could they listen to us
1: at BiggestBoss76 on Instagram and Twitter. Once again, you can look us up on Facebook, the First Pick Podcast, and you can listen to us on SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, PodCoin, iTunes, SoundCloud, anywhere. And we're going to look for other places where we can put it up. I just re- recently heard about Google Play, so I'm going to look into that and see if we can get a, see if we can get ourselves on there. So there's another avenue for you to listen to us. Please interact please like us please rate and review that's the only way we're gonna get better that's the only way that uh, may, maybe we'll get recognized by somebody who uh, you know who may be interested in helping us move forward in this thing
0: so we're back with a new segment here yes we're gonna be calling it with it or against it and uh, that theory is gonna be and that theory is gonna be with a maximum of three guys that you're gonna to want to start in your fantasy lineup and three guys that you want rod right in the pine. Put them on your bench. Absolutely. Kevin's going to start us off. These are guys you need to start. What we got Kev. So, we're going to start off with the Ravens. I'm put this
1: is a 2 for 1 special on my first group and I'm with it with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens defense. Miami's terrible terrible everywhere they just had a fire sale they sent out all their greatest players they might they signed mike pouncey to a one year a one year nine million dollar agreement at a center so i don't think that's going to do much for you start any raving you can maybe not the receivers but if there's a, the running back lamar jackson taking everything ravens right now second take sterling Shepard. he's the, he's going to be the man for the giants Even though he's going up against the 13th-ranked Dallas Cowboys, I think there's going to be so much volume for him between him and Evan Ingram. You take Shepard. You put him on your list. I actually started Sterling Shepard this week over Aaron Jones. I sat Aaron Jones last night because I knew he was going up against the Bears. So put him on your list. And then you know who also I love? James Washington from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you know Mm. why? Because Bill Belichick loves to take away what a team does best. And he actually does it at such a high rate. It's annoying. The guy is such a really, really good coach. So when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, what are they going to be trying to do here lately? Get the ball to James Conner. They're going to try to stop the run. And they're going to either double, bracket, and annoy the crap out of Juju Juju Smith Schuster all day. So I think that leaves James Washington for a few deep balls down the field. And I think he scores this weekend That's my list. That's my with it list. My against it list is Robbie Robbie Anderson from the Jets taking on the number one pass defense in the league from last year, which is the Buffalo Bills. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) I know Vince doesn't like that, but I'm sitting Robbie Anderson. These boys play well together. I think the Bills are going severely severely underrated as a team. I don't think they're going to take over the I don't think they're going to take over the NFL, but I do think they're going to be much improved from last year. They're going to give just the Jets a really hard time and I would sit Robbie Anderson going up against that backfield. And then also TY Hilton is playing the Los Angeles Chargers this weekend he is a against it you put him on your bench if you can I have T.Y. Hilton in two leagues but I have to play him because I didn't have the better option my only other option was Aaron Jones and I'm going to take T.Y. Hilton versus Casey Hayward in that really really good Chargers defensive backfield because I don't have a better choice but if you have a better choice sit T.Y. and put in the person with a better matchup for the weekend how about you Vince
0: so I'm going to start off with my Ride the Pine boys and my sit And And uh, my first one is a collective bargaining agreement. Okay. <laughs> you have any player on the Miami Dolphins, they do not go in your starting lineup. <laughs> Ever. Kenyon Drake, <laughs> Kalen Balage, I don't even know who's playing receiver over there. Albert Wilson and Devontae Parker. Shaquem Grant. Whatever. Put them on the bench. Don't play him. Mike Gissick, uh, tight end. Sit him, get, whatever. <laughs> sit him down. They're playing the Baltimore Ravens. It ain't happening. My next sit him, I'm sorry to one of our listeners, Pat. I know this is your boy, Sammy Watkins. Ride the pine. He's going up against the third-rated defense against the wide receivers. You know who's going to be covering that boy, right? Jalen Ramsey. All right. All right. He ain't going to be on Tyreek Hill because he's too fast for him. <laughs> but uh, you want to sit. Sammy Watkins, have him riding a pine. And my last one, Kevin's favorite tight end in the entire universe. Jordan, a.k.a. Band-Aid Reed, is going up against the number one rated defense against the tight end in the Philadelphia Eagles. Sit down, Jordan Reed. That's even if he plays. He probably won't play because he's already hurt. He probably got a paper cut on his finger and he can't play. Or he's going to trip coming out of the locker room on a Gatorade bottle. Jordan Reed, ride the pine. My widits. My widits. I know he didn't look good in the preseason, y'all. Jimmy GQ. Jimmy GQ is going up against the 29th rated defense. That's only two slots. That's only three slots away from the bottom, a.k.a. bum juice. <laughs> Tampa Bay's defense is bum juice, and Jimmy GQ is going to light them up. I like that. Put them in your starting lineup. Next up, I'm going another QB. Going to the Georgia boy, Matt Stafford. Now, said, what do mm. you mean Georgia boy? He went to college at Georgia. I know all that stuff. Matt Stafford, I don't care if they're going up against the quote-unquote 10th-rated defense. That's from last year because who is covering the wide receivers over there? We already know Patrick Peterson ain't playing half the year. Matt Stafford, I'm with it. And my final with it, I'm going homer here. Make sure he's in the lineup, y'all. Lev Bell. I knew it. He's got a point (laughs) to prove. I don't care. And guess what? The Buffalo Bills are only 24th in defense against a running back. That means there's only seven teams worse than them. My math is off today, y'all. That means there's only eight teams worse than them. But guess what? Le'Veon Bell is going to come back with a statement. He's been on the couch for the whole year. He's fresh. Two touchdowns, 109 on the ground, oh. and 38 in the air. I didn't know we were coming with predictions here, man. Did you. you see
1: his interview by the way? He's like, You give me the ball fifty times. He's like 50. he's like, I don't want to I don't want to be tippy toeing in. 50 burger. Give me the football. He's like, I've been waiting for this That's for right. a long time. You're gonna light it up. And I'm not even a Jets fan. I got look at it. Look at my arms right now. Okay. Goosebumps! I love Le'Veon Bell. I'm a big fan, so I look forward to watching him play. I think it's good. <laughs> Vince is holding up a Jets jersey right now, swinging it around, showing me the Bell 26. It's a nice jersey, but I do. I'm with you, man. I'll be, I like. i will be list. rocking that
0: on Sunday. I'm gonna be there live, and I'm gonna be cheering him on when he rocks them two touchdowns. Like I said, 115 on the ground and about 38 through the air. You heard it here first. You, I'm with it. Le'Veon Bell, put him in the lineup. That's our first
1: shot at with it or against it let us know if you like the name we're gonna try to stick with it we're gonna try to do something a little different everybody start them sit them everybody is hated or love it we, we're either with it or we're against it here at the first big pop what
0: we do here is go back 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 back
1: are back with the first pick podcast you can find us at the first pick pod on instagram on twitter you can look us up on facebook at the first pick podcast getting it going what do we got? The baseball diamond is starting to get a little tight, man. It's starting to get there as far as the best teams in the league. I think there's only one division that's not decided, but the at the top end of baseball right now, there seems to be a nice close race between the Yankees, you got the Houston Astros, the Dodgers, the Braves.
0: What's going on, Vince? Yeah, so this is that time of the year where it goes from the the boys of summer to the fall classic. The leaves are changing. The baseball players are starting to wear long sleeves. <laughs> You get me so excited for this time of year, man! Yeah, man it don't I get better than this. <laughs> no, there isn't. It really isn't. Uh, we actually have a few teams that are officially eliminated, even though they've been eliminated for a long time. We're just now they're mathematically eliminated. So, uh, but yeah, standing the top of the AL East, you got the Bronx Bombers, and then the top of the AL Central, the Minnesota Twins are still fighting, and then of course in the AL West, we already know Houston Astros. Then um, NL East. Atlanta Braves 87 and 54. Top of the NL Central, we got the St. Louis Cardinals at 79 and 61. And then the top of the NL West is the Los Angeles Dyers. <laughs> 92 and 50. That's a good record right there. Fighting for the wild card. AL Tampa Bay's got the one spot right now, 83-59. and 59. Oakland A's at 81 and 58. They're only one game up on the Cleveland Windians who fell out of the race right now and then six and a half games back are them boys in Boston it's not looking good for those boys over there in Fenway Pack. It does not. It does not. But I have a
1: question for you. you already mentioned somebody and I and I I wanted to dig into this with you. I looked through all the divisions. I'm trying to get into baseball and it mm-hmm. seems like there's only one actual division, the Central, that's not already decided or that it's you it, know it, it doesn't seem it seems like there's going to be uh it's going to be super tight with the Chicago Cubs they're only two and a half games out of the lead versus the Cardinals. Do you think they could take the Central from them? And the Cardinals are 21-6 and six in their last 27 games. Nope. No, they don't do it. No way. Okay. No
0: Cubbies can't win on the road. They've won three road series all year. One of them I won't mention. Okay. You can kind of guess why. Yeah. <laughs> Another one was all the way back in May. And their most recent one was about three weeks ago against Pittsburgh. And some would even say that that really wasn't a true road series because the last game of the series was played at the Little League World Series in Williamsport, PA. So basically that last game was on a neutral field. Okay. So some would say they really only won two road series all year. If you can't win on the road, you ain't going to make it. So uh, I I do think the Cubbies could squeak into the wild card, although I'm hoping they don't because – My Mets are five games behind them there, and the Arizona Diamondbacks are heating up. By the way, speaking of Arizona Diamondbacks, two nights ago, my boy Zach Gallen was on the mound. Uh, You love talking about that guy, but he's good. Yeah, he's good. Struck out eight over seven innings. That boy was on fire. No, <laughs> and he wears the. I you know what I love about him. He wears those goggles too, man. Those, those, any, anytime those baseball players wear those goggles, man, they. I know they look like a fool, <laughs> but that usually means they they're throwing flames.
1: They're coming. Like what's his name? Uh, uh, from Major League.
0: Yes. He, he, yeah. He
1: put his glasses on, and that was like his. Like Rick, that. No, you can't Rick touch Ron. me now. Yes. Wild wow thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: man. So, uh, but yeah, now the Cardinals are hot, man. The Cardinals to me are like. And I, I use a lot of football references because I know there's a lot of football fans out there. There's not that many baseball, but the Cardinals to me, they're like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I you can never count them out. They're a great ran organization. Every once in a while, boom, they win a championship. You know yeah. what I mean? Or every once in a while, they're just bang in a Super Bowl or in a World Series in this case. And the Cardinals, they were struggling a lot, man. And then they just caught fire. And uh, I was glad they caught fire yesterday. They won 10-0 because I had a money line bet on them, and I ain't even sweat it. I right. take that dub.
1: And the next closest team, I think, in any division race, I guess, is Cleveland, who's six-and-a-half back of Minnesota. What do you see going on there? Can they
0: catch up? You know, listen, Cleveland's been really hitting the ball well, and they brought in a lot of power bats, Yasiel Puig. And so <laughs> they brought in these two guys. They're swinging the bats. Um, their pitching is is on point. Uh, they got a lot of young arms mixed in with some good vets. They got Corey Kluber coming back any day now. So I, I did think the Indians would make the push because – the Minnesota Twins is their 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 pitching staff doesn't scare me. Uh, they have they do have some good guys: Jose Barrios and uh, Jake Odorizzi, um, Kyle Gibson. These they have names but they're just not dominant I mean in in this time of the year you need shutdown pitching and I don't think the twins have it but their bats are on fire I'd already told you guys a few weeks ago they broke records Um, they have the most home runs in franchise history they're going to smash that because there's still 22 games left give or take for a specific team but at this point a few weeks ago I would have said Cleveland's going to take it but at this point I think that I think the Twins are going to win that division. Okay, okay. And right now Cleveland's actually sitting out of the wild card hunt cuz one of my other teams that I've been telling you about a lot which is the Atlanta which is the Oakland A's uh yesterday check this out. Okay. 7 inning down 6 to 1. They won the game 11 to 6. Wow. Smoke show. Put up a touchdown in the 7th inning.
1: That's crazy, man. You know what
0: else is crazy? I was on the Oakland A's. Ah.
1: It sounds like a crap bullpen. That's what it sounds That's like right. to me. Yeah, <laughs> they were playing
0: against. They were playing against the Angels, and the Angels just can't get any pitching going. Uh, and I, I, I always feel bad for Mike Trout because he's just stuck on that bum team. And, and he resigned with
1: them, but I guess you're gonna give me four thirty. Like I'm in. I got it. No matter yeah, what we're going through, <laughs> I got you. <laughs>
0: So it's going to come down tight, man. I love this time of the year for baseball, and it's going to be a real tight race. Right now, like I said, they, them in the Oakland A's are locked up with 81 wins. It's just that Cleveland has uh, two more losses than them. But uh, Oakland actually has a doubleheader. They're finishing a suspended game today, which should be uh, kicking off any minute now uh, over there in Oakland. I don't know what time it is over there with the you know time zone change. But they're playing the Tigers. Uh, three games against the Tigers and finishing a suspended game. That looks like another four wins for the – Oakland Athletics right there.
1: Right, and I, you know what else I thought I thought it was interesting? I thought there was nobody who going to be able to catch the Dodgers as the best team in the National League, but Atlanta's only four and a half games behind them overall as far as the best team in the National League. What's up with that?
0: Well, I mean, Atlanta's got a lot of young guys, and uh, I think that those boys are just not giving up. That's what it's coming down to. Like, okay. You know, the, the young dudes, I don't want to say that they're going to like burn out, but I, I am – they're not battle tested, if that makes any sense. It makes great and, sense. Um, I just feel like at this point in the game, the Dodgers are playing chess, while the Braves are playing checkers. <laughs> so, and, that's okay. not, and that's not because I don't like the Braves. You know, they're in my division. Uh, I do think they're a great team. They got a lot of young pitching, um, but I don't know. I think those boys are going to burn out. And the Dodgers, they've been here before. All right, they're starting julio uranus and kenta maeda you know what i'm saying uh ross stripling these are their starters because they know the real boys like walker bueller and that boy clayton kershaw they're just keeping them they're keeping them on ice all right. getting them ready for that world series run so don't don't look into it too much they ain't worried about the, and the kershaw didn't look that record. great in his last start did he that's all right
1: that's him preparing for the playoffs because he's awful when it comes to the playoffs with his four ERA,
0: man, how about playing the playoffs like you play in the regular season, bro? Well, uh, you know, I'm not too mad about that because there was a few years back where Kershaw faced off against DeGrom, and DeGrom got the best of them. So I would have <laughs> to agree out. with you there. He's the Peyton Manning of baseball,
1: but go ahead, man. Yeah,
0: so uh, I don't think they're going to take over that that overall best uh, record thing. Okay. But uh, I don't really think it matters either. You know, you win your division, you're in the playoffs, you want the first round by, that's all that really matters to you. Okay. Um, you got anything else on baseball before I start diving into some of these do re mi bets? Actually, I do have uh, I thought, just so. a,
1: just a, a few more things. So, talk to me. The Yankees are a half a game up on the Dodgers and mm-hmm. one game up on Houston. Does, uh, how, how do you think that, that irons itself out? The Yankees just got Incarcion back who went yard for the Yankees. I don't know how they're going to fit him in. Giancarlo Stanton is always is, is already warming up, getting himself together at lower levels. I, I don't know how they're going to insert him into the lineup, how it's going to look, but these top three, it's clear who the top three teams in this league are. How do you think that irons out in the last 20 games?
0: So I think the only thing that matters with between the Yankees and Astros and it's the same thing with the Dodgers and the Braves is going to be home field advantage. If you make it to the championship series. Okay. I think that it's going to be key for the Yankees to try to get over that record on Houston because they don't want to play they don't want to play that last game in Houston. You
1: don't want them to feel comfortable. You exactly. don't want a pitcher to
0: feel comfortable at
1: home. Exactly. And okay. the Yankees
0: pitchers aren't as shut down as they are at home as they are on the road. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas though I feel like you know, Verlander, Grinky, Wade Miley, Garrett Cole. I think those dudes could pitch anywhere. But obviously, you always want to pitch in the comfortability of your own home. So, uh, the Yankees, I think that's important for them to get that, that home field advantage. So, they might want to get that, that overall best record. And you know what? Believe it or not, the Dodgers, too. I, I'm, I'm going to go back on my statement saying that it's not really a big deal. Yeah, they are still got a lead. But at the end of the day, you always want home field advantage. And the sure. Dodgers aren't as dominant as they are on the road as they are at home. But the Dodgers at home... They're, they're ridiculous right now. I believe their record at home is 52-17. and 17. Oh, I could be off by a few numbers, but even if I am, that's a ridiculous home record. It's stupid.
1: Right. <laughs> and it's nice to be at home and get home with your wife. You can have a nice cooked meal, get to see your babies. You know what I'm saying? You exactly. get to eat at your regular restaurant. So there's something that, that's unbelievably important about being at home in, in a sports matchup.
0: Yeah man, um, but that's all I
1: got for you, man. Cool. That's all. That's that was my dive into baseball. I just wanted to see how these teams are gonna work themselves out, w- what they're gonna do, what the best teams are gonna do. I look forward to seeing how the Yankees are gonna fit Giancarlo Stanton and then Carcion back into it. Uh, what are they gonna do with the young guys that they have? But let's get to, as Vince calls it, the Do Ray Me
0: section of baseball. That's right, man. And uh, since we're speaking about the Yanks, uh, I'm liking this line today. Um, I'm going to try to get some stuff out for you guys ahead of time. It's just tough with baseball because they don't put the lines out to the day before sometimes or the day of. So it's really hard for me to put something out for you guys. That's going to happen when you're listening. Right. Unfortunately, you guys are hearing this after the fact and, uh, I want to help you guys make some dough. So, uh, you're not really hearing that, but maybe you'll start to catch my drift and see that I know what I'm doing or I attempt to know what I'm doing. And, uh, when I am able to, to get those lines out to you guys, you will be able to hop on them. Uh, but while I'm on that subject, you know, listen, just because I hit on a bet, don't listen to everything I'm saying. You know, take the, take in what I'm, what I'm giving you and do your own homework. Say, all right, this guy's got some points. That's what I do. I listen to some other people. I look at their work, you know, and then I bring it in and evaluate it with my homework. I don't just go off of what this guy says. Right. And at the same time, I don't need that either because if you come after me after a loss, I already told you, my hands work. I don't play that. <laughs> so uh, I do want to help you guys win, though, and that's why I'm giving you guys the information. But I'll bring you to the water. I ain't filling up the cup and handing it to you. You got to do the rest yourself. Anyway, back to the diamond. Tonight, I'm on the Bronx Bombers laying minus 120 up there in Fenway Park. And that's because the Boston Red Sox picked up Julius Chassin off of waivers from the Milwaukee Brewers, this dude was a gas can, okay? He stinks. I don't know why Boston's picking them up. I know their their pitching rotation isn't hasn't been the best this year, but them throwing him out there, they got a better they should have signed me to a contract. I got a better chance out there of giving up some homers than this dude. Um Can I give one quick insight though? Absolutely can.
1: Didn't you say that the Yankees are really good as a minor favorite? Didn't we talk about this a while ago? I I, I don't know. I, I remember I don't remember which episode it was, but you said how good the Yankees were on being a minor favorite. And when I mean by minor favorite, uh uh, usually, if you're even money, if you bet 100, you're at, uh, you're at minus 100, you get getting even money. Mm-hmm. Maybe 110, 105, 115. That means you're a minor favorite based off of what how Vince explained that. So, what's going on there?
0: First off, I want to say I'm I'm proud of you, bro. You're paying attention. Of course I am. I'm doing my <laughs> best to listen. So, um, you are right. The New York Yankees are 31-12 and 12 straight up as a minus 150 or less favorite. In this situation, they are laying minus one twenty. Now, that will go without being said that Domingo Herman, the pitcher tonight for the New York Yankees, who's also on my fantasy team, <laughs> uh, you norm- want to buy though? So norm- no, uh, I, well, I was just about to get to that. <laughs> Normally, I would say Domingo, you don't got to pitch lights out tonight, but it's a little bit more important that I'm gonna put a wager in on you, so I do need you to pitch lights <laughs> okay. out tonight. Um, but with Domingo Herman on the mound. The New York Yankees are nineteen and four on the run line when Domingo Herman pitches. That means they are winning games by two runs nineteen times when he pitches and only losing four times when he pitches. Wow. So uh
1: That's significant.
0: Now I will say, <laughs> out of those four losses, three of them were on the road. Hmm. So this is a little scary spot, but I like this number. I don't gotta lay a lot of juice on. I'm back in the Bronx Bombers tonight, and uh, let's hope they don't lose. Obviously, next one I like Arizona Diamondbacks. Robbie Ray, 12 and 7, 3.97 ERA, minus 125, going up against the Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Reds got Tyler Male starting, 2 and 10 with a 4.72 ERA. Let me tell you about this boy Tyler Male. Straight
1: doo doo. It sounds yeah. like. Well,
0: it's <laughs> it's worse than that. This dude. I said it earlier. I'm going to help y'all out again. Tyler Male, trash bags. I'm going to tell you why. Out of 25 starts, this dude is 2 and 21. 2 and 21. My math has been really off today, y'all. Out of 23 starts, this dude is 2 and 21. <laughs> Last 23 starts, he's only got 2 wins. That's now listen, good. if you go out there, you're going to hear this after the fact. But I'm going to take the Arizona Diamondbacks. They come out here and lose tonight. What could I do? I shrug my shoulders. This guy's only won two games in his last <laughs> 23 starts. How do I not back that trend? Now, again, y'all, I told you, that's not the only trend that I go off of. I have another trend leaning towards the Arizona Diamondbacks. 28 and 17 straight up and 29, excuse me. And 28 and 17 against the spread in the first game of a series. They are also 52 and 31 on the run line. Wow. So let me tell you guys something. That means this team's winning by two runs 52 times out of 31. Okay. I like the Arizona Diamondbacks. I don't like Tyler Molly, and I like Robbie Ray. That's a good line, minus 125. I'll take it. Those are my two plays for tonight. Slight lean to the over on the Kansas City Royals and Miami Marlins. It's at eight and a half right now. I'm not seeing any movement. Usually when I see movement, that means I like to make a play. Um, But I I like the over in that game. and uh, You know, Pablo Lopez against Jorge Lopez and Pablo Lopez facing off. I think that two Lopez's means over. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, that's – yeah, Lopez Lopez means over. Lopez plus Lopez equals over, (laughs) equals nine runs. Hopefully, I'm right there. That's a a lean. I don't know if I'm going to make that a play. I also like to back the Miami Marlins. They're only minus 130, and I like backing Pablo Lopez at home. Uh, You know, he was on IL for a little bit, but he came back pretty strong. His ERA is not too hot, 4.89, but Jorge Lopez is 6.61. So, uh, that's not so bad either. Other than that, not a lot of games stick out to me tonight. Um, Oakland A's, that number's astronomical, minus 280. Might be a play on the run line. I don't like to play teams at home on the run line too much. But the Oakland A's are playing the Detroit Tigers and Spencer Turnbull. The Detroit Tigers, the whole team is trash bag. It's trash bag, <laughs> bum juice. That's the whole team. It's a combination. Trash
1: bags it? filled with bum yeah, juice. That's exactly <laughs> it.
0: Like, so, you know? if you ever worked at a restaurant, and you take the garbage and you got to like, hey, hey, Kev, why don't you go throw the garbage out? You take the garbage out. It's got a hole in it and it's leaking. And like somebody's juice a- is coming out. Oh, oh, you the- got the <laughs> juice on your leg and then it stinks. That's the Detroit Tigers. Bum juice coming out the trash bag. So uh, that's pretty much it there. Um, we've got some questions about the vocabulary here at the First Pick Podcast. So when somebody says, "Well, what was trash bags? What does trash bags mean? Trash bags means when somebody's really bad. It's equivalent to bum juice, but it's, a, it's sometimes it's worse. When you throw the garbage out, you put the trash in the trash bag. And then when it's full, you take the trash bag outside and you put it in your outside garbage. And then the garbage man comes and picks it up. But you keep the trash. You keep the trash can. You don't keep the trash bag. So you got to be that bad if we don't even keep you. You a trash bag. But uh, this is the time of year, guys. If you're a baseball fan, baseball better, I have to inform you. You have to be aware of the September call-ups. They throw a wrench into the game plan that you have no idea of. It's like last night, you know, you got guys hitting homers that's never played in the major leagues before. So that 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 could throw off an entire bet right there. You look at the lineups if you guys bet baseball. Pay attention to stuff because um you could have a guy in there that has no business being in there and he could cost you a win.
1: Is that even for teams that are actually trying to get that that need a spot in the playoffs or need to get in? Are they still doing that too? Or is it just teams that that don't normally that have no chance of competing at this point. In so time. it's a
0: little bit of both. Uh, usually those middling teams fighting for the wild card, they're gonna play their normal players. But you might get an at bat by a guy that just got called up because their roster was expanded. You might get a bullpen guy who just got called up again because their roster was expanded. You know you gotta watch out for teams that play like long inning games or double headers because you know. The bullpen's tired. For example, last night the Houston Astros gave up five in the first inning. They yanked their starter. They yanked Wade Miley right out the game. So they got a they got a they had a bullpen game yesterday. Their bullpen was in from the first inning. Today they got Framar Valdez starting against Reggie McLean. These are two guys I want no parts of. I don't care what this line comes out at. It should be even, which it won't be because the Houston Astros are the better team. They'll probably be like minus 170. I'm not paying that price tag for Fran Merrill Valdez. Uh, he's, a, he's a bullpen guy, and that bullpen was taxed yesterday. So I'm afraid this thing is going to be, you know, uh, it's, it's a toss-up. Okay. Um, but a lot of teams that don't have anything left in the tank, yeah, they're really throwing their guys out there, pitchers, catchers you know, position players, everything. And then the teams that are so far ahead, they're doing the same thing because they want to rest their arms. So you're going to get a lot of players like in Los Angeles, they got a guy like Dustin May, who I told you about before, they call him Ginger Guard. You know, he's a guy that might not make the playoff roster, but they're throwing him in there to see what he's got. Can he make the playoff roster? Is he going to be a guy that's going to be there next year? And in the meantime, let's rest Walker Bueller. Let's rest Clayton Kershaw. So these teams that are so far ahead, they're going to get a little mixture in there of some uh, you know, minor leaguers as well. So it kind of answers your question. Uh, I hope that got to where you want to go with it. All right, you got me. I'm cool. good. Um, that's about it I got for the diamond, y'all. Uh, like I said, I'm going to take a look at some things moving forward. Um, try to get to some things... That are ahead of the game, so that when you guys are listening, you could actually, you know, maybe dive in and do a little homework. We're working on that, trying to spit this out as soon as possible. I'm just looking at the lineups for tomorrow, seeing if there's anything that sticks out to me, uh, real quick. But, um, I'm not seeing anything real too, anything crazy. Uh, maybe a little Julio Tehran and, um, Joe Ross for the Nationals and Braves. I like I don't even know what that is. I'm just looking at it and I see over written all over it. I gotta see what that line comes out. That might be a game that if it comes out around nine and a half, that might be a pass. But like eight, eight and a half, nine, that's an over. So uh that's about it for my baseball wrap-up. So, we're gonna get to some college foosball. We're gonna come back with some college football,
1: some NFL, the overview from the weekend, our views, games we love. See you in a minute.
0: Welcome back y'all We're about to take it to the field The college field And then a little NFL We're going to finish up our episode With our picks and predictions A little overview of what's going to happen A little fantasy action Kev what do you got? for the college football NCAA. The one thing I really wanted to talk about, I thought we should have talked about it on
1: episode 8 and it totally slipped my mind, but I don't know how I allow something like this to slip my mind, but did you see Jalen Hurts last Sunday? I did. Uh I don't uh, I have never it was like two different people. He was this guy when Alabama had him. He went 26 and 2. When Alabama had him, he won a national championship. When Alabama had him, but he did not look like he looked the other day. Three hundred and thirty-two pass yards, one hundred. Oh boy, I just burped right into this thing. That is awful. You can keep that in though. That's funny. But Jalen Hurts had three hundred in 32 yards passing, 176 yards rushing, and six touchdowns. It it was ridiculous. Lanky Riley is going to go down as one of the best college coaches I've ever seen because, first of all, he is getting pass-run options. Anybody who has heard anything about any of these new offenses in the NFL, they're called RPOs. Those are run-pass options. He is getting PROs, pass-run options, where if the slot receiver – is coming from the left, going across the field. If that linebacker goes with him, the guard's going to pull out from under him, go out to the left, and he's going to run each time. This was a wonderful wrinkle into the offense that these guys run. I just wanted to point that out. He was spectacular. He looked smooth. He looked decisive. He looks like a totally different player, and I think that's due to Lincoln Riley, and he's not in that stiff old Fred Flintstone offense that they run over there in Alabama. What are your thoughts on him, man?
0: Yeah, I mean, you kind of nailed it. There's really not much to say you're, you know, the way you dissect it because you, you know, you played old line. So you're able to see the offense, the way it plays out. Um, I didn't watch much of the game because it was a smoke show. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. um, it was, <laughs> but I, I, I am, I'm hyped to see them play, uh, you know, a better caliber, you know, team. So I could see, you know, how it goes down. But uh, I think Lincoln Riley's going to be an NFL coach one day and, uh, I'm interested to see how Jalen Hurd plays at the next level because it's clear that he's excelling right now
1: Uh, that's for sure that's for sure man another thing that I have my eye on I think everybody else has their eye on we talked about in the last episode I am a rank guy I love rank games I'm gonna watch them and the biggest game of this weekend is coming tomorrow at 3 30 on ABC Texas A&M number 12 versus number one Clemson and people are talking about it's gonna be an upset The one offensive lineman from Texas A&M came out and talking about there's gonna be an upset Uh, a lot of trash talking what are your thoughts on them
0: yeah i mean like you said you you more on the rank guys i, I kind of like to look at the little the little small fish you <laughs> you're I mean? watching pack 12 games at midnight yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or charleston southern and south carolina or something like that you know a little little memphis and southern U. am about those small schools um so i don't pay much attention i mean i know the big schools are the big schools but everybody else is watching those games i like to look at the little guys okay go ahead man um, well, I mean, I'm just saying the general, you know what I mean? Oh, so, oh okay. I thought you had something particular to hop
1: right into. My bad. Uh,
0: I, I know I, I'm lined up, man. I'm ready to go. But I, I was just feeding off of what you were saying there as far as uh, the big the big school. Right. So you're on the lower end. I stay on the higher end. For the most part, uh, you know what I mean? Doesn't get doesn't mean I don't get involved in watching the bigger games. It's right. just that my interest is more on the little guys. Okay. I like to find a diamond in the rough.
1: Oh, no problem. No problem.
0: Now, just because I like the small school doesn't mean I don't pay attention to what's going on. Um And there's a few games I'm looking at, you know, looking to make some plays on uh, Cincinnati and Ohio State. Uh, I'm liking the over there. It's a lot of points, 53 and a half I'm seeing, give or take. But uh, I think that thing's going to fly over. I also think Cincinnati's getting a little too many points, but uh, it's too early for that. So um, if anything, I lean with the over there. That's going to be a fun game at noon tomorrow. So that's something I'm looking at. Another one, michigan and Army again, noon game. Again, I like the over. Uh 47 and a half. Michigan's a real like defensive team. Right. But uh, you know, I think Army could put up two touchdowns. I still think Michigan rolls. They're minus twenty-two and a half. Right. I'm not laying that, but if they could get me, if if Army could get me 14 points. I could hit that 48. Okay. You know what I mean? So I like the over there too. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean that these are going to be my plays, but these are ones I'm looking at. I still got some time to dive in and do the rest of my homework. Um, another one, Texas A&M. You know, I-, I can't believe they're giving this team 17 and a half points against Clemson. They almost beat them last year. Right. You know, so uh, the other the thing that kind of scares me off, uh, something I-, I spoke to a few friends about, and one of them is um, this. The only thing that's worse than a big favorite is a trendy dog, and I hear a lot of chatter about Texas A and M and a half points. Okay. And the reason I say that is because if everybody likes the underdog, in my history, the underdogs get smoked okay. in that situation. You did. Um, you mentioned that earlier. <laughs> yeah. I have. I, I haven't been on that side as of recent because I'm. I'm attentive to it. So. Although I do like Texas A&M at plus 17.5, I'm not sure if that's going to make my play, but it is something to keep my eye on, and that's only because it's a trendy dog, and that's something that I like to steer clear of. Okay. Now, this is going to sound bad because it seems like all I'm doing is taking overs, (laughs) and this number is extremely high. But North Texas and SMU. Jeez. The total... (laughs) Wait, wait! You think that's bad? I just, I just find the names of the teams funny. You do like the small guys, but go ahead. I do. Wait for this total. You ready? I'm ready. Seventy two and a half. What? You know what I like? Over rover.
1: <laughs> why? Why isn't? I've never seen a number set that high before. I thought, I thought uh, Clemson being minus fifty five last week was was tough enough. Like what? What?
0: Last going year, on? these two teams played, and the score was forty six to twenty three. Very close. That's 69 points. That's right about to where I want this game to be. North Texas lost two of their best cornerbacks to the NFL, and they got a great quarterback in Mason Fine. North Texas defense last year was really good. They still let up a bunch of points. Now their best two players are in the NFL, and they still got a quarterback that can light them up. only thing that scares me a little bit is the offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell, who used to play for Texas Tech. You know what team drafted him in the NFL? I don't. Oh, Kevin! I am so disappointed. Oh, the
1: Green Bay Packers. Uh, uh, Graham Harold, I guess. Harold. Uh, Harold. I remember now. I
0: guess, but he was—he was really good at Texas Tech, though. Yeah, he was, and um, he was the offensive coordinator last year for North Texas. Unfortunately, I don't know where he is now. Um, somewhere in the Pac-12, I want to say, but uh, I think this team, this game going to shoot over the total. It's really high, but if you watch college football, you know this is just. Another piece of the puzzle, seeing high totals. Sometimes uh, you just got to grin and bear it. Next game, this is a big boy game. This is a, a game Kevin might like. LSU Tigers and the Texas Longhorns. Hook them. Let me tell you this. Tom Herman, the coach of Texas, is 20-2 as an underdog and has won outright 16 times.
1: That's really good, man. Can I is. add something for you real quick? You I heard this morning their starting running back I don't think is going to be playing. And he's the only running back on their roster. What Who, were they doing in recruiting? Who's that, Texas? For Texas. Yeah. Uh, they have no other running backs on their staff, and they just turned a quarterback into a running back for this situation. And I'm like, what, what were you doing in recruiting to only, have one, only having one running back? I didn't get that.
0: As of recent, I was talking to a buddy of mine. Uh, and a listener shout out to Josiah. We joked around that we don't have a college football team. And we joked and we said we should pick one. We went through a whole bunch of names that we could and couldn't take and you know, for whatever reasons, that a joke and whatnot. And we stumbled upon Texas. I told you I'm a big Matthew McConaughey fan. He's a big Texas fan. right? So I kind of pull for Texas now just because I don't really have a college football team. But it doesn't mean I'm going to be biased or anything like that. I I sadly don't like this spread. It's only six and a half. I can't see why the bookmakers are making this line this way. But with Tom Herman as an underdog, it scares me. You telling me that they don't have a running back. Um, I don't know about Sam Ellinger uh, in this kind of environment. I mean, the game is at home. Uh, They lost their best receiver to the NFL. Uh, You're going to love this name, by the way. His name is Lil Jordan. That's That's, his his actual name? L-I-L apostrophe Jordan. Oh. Lil' Lord. Jordan Humphreys. because good, good old America. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he plays now for the New Orleans Saints, I believe. And uh, he might be someone to watch. A little sleeper alert. Just giving y'all the heads up there. If anyone out there plays in a 16-team league, that might be uh, someone to keep your eye on. Just letting y'all know. You know what I mean? Lil' Jordan Humphreys. But, uh, yeah, I don't know about this. I don't know about this game here. Um, sometimes, like I said, when you have two things going one way or another, uh, it kind of leads me to just – popcorn game. I just want to sit back and watch it, and uh, I just want to root for Texas instead of putting any wager in on it. Right. Um, aside from that, though, man, those are really the games that I'm just kind of focusing on, and uh, if I'm up late tomorrow night, uh, I'm going to be watching a little bit of Washington Huskies and Cal Golden Bears. Okay. Washington's minus 14. I think they're laying way too many points, but Cal, Cal's booty juice to me. <laughs> um, but they have almost every returning starter on defense. I think with the exception of like one or two guys. Oh wow. That's kind of scary. That's really good. So um, like I said, I think Washington's getting too giving too many points, but uh that ain't going to be a play for me. Uh, I'm just going to sit back and watch. You got, got anything else on college football? I'm all good, man. I'm ready to go. We're going to move it up to the big boys. We're going to run down the list here. Okay. Some of these games, guys, we're going to dive into. Some we're just going to be brief. And some we might not even talk about. Absolutely.
1: We might just move right past it because neither of us care at all. So we'll get into each one as we go along. I'll shoot them to you. We discuss. And then we'll see. we'll go from there. Deal? Let's, let's get it. All right. So first up, Atlanta at Minnesota. Atlanta getting plus four on the spread. They're also plus 185. On the money line. So total, what are you thinking the to- about The total
0: that? sits at 47 and a half.
1: Yes. So where, where are we at with them? How are you feeling about this game?
0: First off, give us the update on Julio. Yes. Big
1: deal. Fantasy alert. Uh, Julio's talking about not coming out and playing this weekend. So far, they've been in a contract negotiation since last year. He got a $3.5 million bump last year. Cordial, and they're both working on it. But Julio, I guess he's getting a little testy now. He's like, all right, I've been real patient. I've played. I'm the leader in yards in the NFL for the last however many years, and I want to get paid. And he's saying, if you don't pay me, I'm not playing. So that's where we're at right now. So that could affect uh, fantasy. So you have Muhammad Sanu. Excuse
0: me. I was literally choking. (laughs) On my water And I was trying not to cough Into the microphone You should I was Yo, dying no. And Kevin was talking about yeah, Julio I, I Jones, was talking so.
1: about Julio Jones I should have been giving this guy the high Almost lost your co-host <laughs> You gotta keep that in Don't don't cut
0: <laughs> Jesus
1: Excuse me. He, he got tears coming out of his eyes He was legitimately Damn. choking Like <laughs> Oh, That's a problem right, You gotta I'm keep lies. it in Alright so How you feeling about Minnesota, Atlanta Even with H- Julio going out I still kinda like them personally But go ahead All It right. does affect the game No Julio
0: No play Got Um, it. If he don't play, I don't want nothing to do with this. Um, As much as I'd like the Atlanta Falcons this year, uh, unfortunately I only got Calvin Ridley's only player, and I think I only have him in one league. Maybe two. I got to check. I got a bunch of leagues going on. But anyway, here, um, you already know I'm not a fan of Kirk Cousins. He's bum juice. Neither am I. But uh, this is going to be a little bit lean towards Atlanta plus the four. But if Julio doesn't play, I want no parts of it. I don't trust uh, Kirk Cousins. But the rest of this Minnesota team is pretty good. But I can see this being like a 23-20 to 20 game. Um, makes me lean a little bit more towards the under, only because I, I do think that Atlanta's offense is high power, but not against Minnesota's defense. Right so it. this is really like a – kind of like a pass on this, but uh, I do like Atlanta plus the four points with Julio in the game. with Julio. In the and game. also
1: keep in mind, Stefan Diggs is still questionable and I saw that is too.
0: leaning towards not
1: playing this week. So I think that also affects the number. So if they're both without two uh, two of their biggest dogs, I don't know if that equals things out. Obviously I think Julio weighs uh, harder than, than Stefan Diggs does. Yeah, absolutely. But we see what happens. So, I do like Atlanta. I'm yeah. with you. I'm leaning towards Atlanta in this
0: game for fantasy purposes. Uh, I would have Julio take a seat. So I mean, Calvin really gets some more points for me. <laughs> I but, have them uh, in a couple of For weeks. my pocket and the wallet, I'd like Julio to play because then I might make a little wager on that. But keep in mind, people, by the time you hear this, it'll be Saturday. Um, this is one of those games where it's tough to take early. I would like to fire on this bet right now because if Diggs doesn't play, I could see this thing moving down to three, three and a half. Okay. But then if I do that and I take Julio and Julio doesn't play, I think it shoots back up. Right. So this is going to be one of those games where I'm not going to like the line I get. Uh, and I got to bet it last minute. So this most likely will be a stay away. But I do lean towards Atlanta plus to four.
1: All right. Next up, Washington, Philadelphia, 1 p.m. Washington getting 10 points. The money line plus 380. Then the points for the game, 44 and a half, Philadelphia is going to win. I don't even care about the points. I don't want to talk about it too much, especially it's a division game. Uh, Washington is always going to play them better than they'll play anybody else along with Giants and Dallas. But go ahead. What
0: are your thoughts? So uh, I'm with the Eagles too. They're going to win the game. Um, Washington plus nine and a half plus 10, somewhere around there. I think it closes at ten and a half. Uh, I like the points with Washington. The defense is too good, um, and I like the under. Something I told Kev earlier is that if I like the under, that usually makes it easier for me to like the dog as well. And just hear me out here, guys. If you feel as though the game isn't going to have a lot of points, why would you not side with the team that is already getting points? Right. If you feel like the score is only going to be 25 total points scored, why would you not take the team getting points? the 10 points. There's not going to be other chance of covering that spread. Um, This is going to be a stay away from me because I don't really like to wager on divisional games too often unless I'm taking the total. Uh, 45 and a half, 46, somewhere around there. That's right where I would put it, and it's right where I'm uncomfortable. I do lean under. I do lean towards the skins covering, but Eagles are going to win this game. Uh, They're either going to squeak by or they're going to smoke them. Right. So uh, I want no parts. I got a bunch of Phillies players on my fantasy team, so I'm just going to sit back and root for that. Sounds good. Next up, Tennessee, Cleveland,
1: 1 p.m. Tennessee getting five and a half points, money line plus two fifty. I think Tennessee has a really good defense, but I still, but I think their offense. Speaking of Tennessee, is going to have a really rough day. Mariota is going to get sacked a lot. Cleveland's going to win this game pretty handily, but I still think that they have a, a trouble passing the football. Go
0: ahead. Way too many points. Uh, I like the under. Tennessee's gonna struggle. Uh, like you said, they got a good defense. The Browns got a good defense. This is like this is like under city for me right here. Okay. Um and the saying with taking an under is you're always winning until you're not. And <laughs> All if right. you think about what I'm saying, think about it. You take an under to score zero zero. You're winning. All right. Until it's over, right? And then again, the and then, and then, <laughs> until they score more points. Exactly. So, uh, I think that's going to find a way to make my card again. It's still a day or two away, so I got to do a little bit more homework on that. But I think that number is way too high right there, and uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be going with the under there. But uh, as far as the side goes, I'm not messing with it. Uh, I think Cleveland could win the game, but I could see it being like a 24 to 20, you know, 17 to 20 type of game. So, uh, yeah, I'm not messing with it.
1: Kansas City at Jacksonville, 1 p.m., Kansas City, given three and a half points. I think Kansas City struggles uh, offensively. They struggled last year versus Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville was the only team to hold them without a touchdown last year. So make sure you keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. I think Jacksonville comes back and plays even better. Leonard Fournette is healthy. They have Nick Foles, who's going to be a really good quarterback for them. I don't think he's going to like burn up the league, but I think he's just going to play well enough to get this team uh, into the playoffs and give themselves a chance to win. I think Kansas City has a tough day, but... I will say I think Kansas City wins this game. Uh you know, Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Jalen Ramsey has a lot to, you know, has a lot to do with that of how good Jacksonville is, but I still think Kansas City comes out with the win.
0: Yeah. Um a lot of people have been asking me and they're saying why is and it's because a lot of times teams that play against Florida teams in the month of September struggle. They can't deal with the humidity down there. These Florida teams been practicing in it. They know how to deal with it. So uh, that's that's factored into this line right there. I think that, you know, the Chiefs would be minus seven and a half, minus eight. But I want no parts of this game. I'm not messing with the total. I'm not messing with the spread. Uh, popcorn. Sit back and watch. I got Leonard Fournette going in one league. So uh, I'll, be hit, I'll be sitting there hoping he gets a bunch of touchdowns.
1: Understood. Next up, L.A. Rams at Carolina, 1 p.m. The Rams given two points, minus 125 on the money line, 50 points total for the game. I'm obviously staying away from everything from this game. However, this is a game I can't wait to watch. There are so many good players you have. If you have McCaffrey, if you have Todd Gurley, seeing what's going on with the need, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Jared Goff, who just got a ton of money, $110 million guaranteed. Cam Newton. What is DJ Moore going to do? Is Curtis Samuel going to step up? Is uh, Greg Olson a mummy? Like he is 97 years old still out there. What is he going to do for us in fantasy? I have no clue who wins this game. I'm staying away from
0: everything. I I just want to watch. I don't want to predict on this one. Got some interesting trends out there for you guys. The loser of the Super Bowl. Is three and sixteen against the spread in Week One. In the following season, dating back to the year two thousand. Wow. The Rams are minus two and a half. Week One. Osborne of Odd Shark on Twitter. I saw that a couple of weeks ago. I saved that into the Rolodex there because I like that. Um, this line is a little wacky for me, though. You know, I'm not crazy about only getting a few points with the Carolina Panthers. There's another thing. Cam Newton, 16-8 as a home dog. Everything to me is pointing towards Carolina, but I don't think they're getting enough points. I'm not taking the Rams, and it's not enough for me to to get Carolina. This is a stay away. The total's way too high, but with the Rams' offense, I don't know. They could hit it. I could see it as being a a shootout at the same time. Uh, Carolina's defense isn't that shut down. So they there's do a lot of
1: Cookley who was one of the greatest ever, but other than that, there's I don't a lot of what ifs
0: for me here. Things oh, point towards Carolina. I do like it. If this shoots up to maybe three and a half, if, uh, the public betters out there start pounding the Rams, maybe, maybe then I take a wager or, uh, like I told you before, 133 on the money line, 40
1: and a half points for the game. Overall, I think this is going to be a really close one. I think Buffalo is going to give the Jets a hard time. Um, I do believe that the Jets should be favored just from the fact that they have the best player on the football field. So I, I do, I'll, I will take that. And I was talking about Le'Veon Bell. You have Sam Darnold. You have uh, you have Jamison Crowder. You have. Who? Well, Devin Singletary. You know, there's only there's there's really not a big fantasy game going on here. And if I was you, and you had Robbie Anderson on this team, I would not play Robbie Anderson versus the Buffalo Bills. You know, maybe they give up a long one to him, which he's really good at. But I would stay away from him if you have better options. I do think Buffalo takes this game from your boys in week one. That's my pick for this
0: game. Um. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a good. I'm gonna disagree with that. Of course. But I I do think. think it's gonna be a tight game. I'm not. Overly confident. Uh, I never really am uh, going against division foes. Even if Miami is like 0-9 and we're playing them, I'm still nervous. Buffalo's a tough team. Um, I've, I, Aside from being a Jet fan, I think we win this game. Okay. Uh, I've been going to the home opener since 2009, mm-hmm. um, 10, 10 years strong. And uh, I think we've only lost two home openers since I've been there. And that was the first year that, that we opened the stadium, we lost 10-9 to to the Baltimore Ravens, and then we lost last year. Um, but uh, I like my Jets. I think we squeak it out. It's going to be a tight one, though. So uh, you might be right with the points. Uh, that might be something to look at. And if, if a Jet if a Jet fan is saying that, you know, Buffalo might be the play. Right. Hopefully, Kevin's wrong. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm way wrong, and my Jets smoke them forty-one to ten.
1: I think Josh Allen impresses. We'll see. <laughs> Baltimore at Miami, one p.m. Do we even talk about this? No, nope. we skip? Thank you skip. very much. We, Come on. listen. if you road. guys don't know what
0: to pick, you're ch- listening ch- to ch- ch- the ch- wrong ch- show.
1: <laughs> the train is leaving. Next up, Indianapolis, the game of the week in Kevin Dykes' posi- uh, position. In Kevin Dykes' opinion, Indianapolis at Los Angeles. Chargers, 4.05, and the points are at 44.5. Estimated given the loss of Andrew Luck. The Colts have... The 7th best offensive line rated by Pro pro Football Focus. They had Andrew Luck protected. Andrew Luck was only sacked 7 times last year. And I take that back. Let me reset. The Colts have the 10th best offensive line from 2018. They were only sacked 7 times last year given Andrew Luck. That means that Jacoby Brissett is going to be protected. They have Marlon Mack who they can run the ball. He was trained by the, the Patriots. I think that has value. I I just think they have the best coaches in the league. That's why they won this much, along with having a great quarterback. But they trained this guy, and then he came in here. He had all of camp. Andrew Luck didn't take any snaps from him. He's prepared. They're going to come in, and I think they beat them outright. Even without the points. So if I was you, I'd take the money line. I'm t- I am would take the points. I would take it all. I don't care about the over-under. I think they come through. I think they win this Sunday. And I think it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's a blowout by any means. But I think Indianapolis comes out of this game.
0: I think uh, people are overlooking the Colts. Uh, they think just because Andrew Luck isn't there because two years ago, how bad they were without him. Um, this is a different team. Their defense is bolstered. You know, the wide receiving core is better. The running backs are better. And Jacoby Brissett is no bum. I'm high on Jacoby Brissett. And I'd have to agree with Kevin. I might not say that they're going to win this game. But I think they're going to keep it close. Um, I like them with the points. And uh, this might be a game I wait until last minute to pull the trigger on. Because I'm seeing it at six, six and a half. Upwards of seven. And uh, if I can get anything above seven, seven and a half, I'm all over the Indianapolis Colts. But other than that, I'm going to stick with it and uh, I'm just going to take the Colts with with the points.
1: And just to bolster Vince's uh, statement on the defense, they were 11th overall in total defense last year, 16th in pass yards, 8th in rush yards, and 10th in points. That defense is legit for the Colts. We'll see what happens. No Melvin Gordon. Are you kidding me? This is going to be a problem on Sunday for them. We'll see. Next up, Cincinnati at Seattle. Skip it. Seattle, Russ is coming through. Seattle will be up doing her one-two step up in the box. It's over. Uh, Seattle's taking over that game. No need to talk about it. Take Seattle. See you later. Giants and Dallas. I find this one pretty. 295, and the points is 45 and a half. Always give each other a rough time. Every once in a while, you'll have a blowout. I am particularly nervous, though about the Giants defense they're young I don't think they'll hold Dallas's defense is legit they are a problem and I think Dallas wins this game and I think they win it handily by the end of the game but I think early on it's going to be a problem this, I, I just truly believe in the Dallas defense but I think the Giants have a chance to maybe cover maybe okay. I think that I think the uh, the defense has a problem towards the end I went too long there but go ahead
0: Last year, the New York Giants lost eight games by seven or fewer points. The New York Giants were 6-1 and one against the spread as a road underdog last Ooh. year. That's really good. That's very good. <laughs> That's <better. laughs> that kind of stuff scares me. Divisional game scares me. I think the Cowboys roll, but all the stuff that I'm reading is pointing towards the Giants covering. This is a stay-away game for me. Uh, I do think the Giants could squeak out of cover. They're the one team that I think is just horrendous, but they find ways to stick around. The last time I said the Giants were going to be booty juice, they won the Super Bowl. That's what this team does. So uh, they find ways to win, and uh, I'm going to find ways to stay away from it and just watch. Um, I don't think I have any Cowboys players. I'm trying to think. I have Gallup. You have Gallup. I think I have him in one league, but I don't think I'm starting him. So I'm just watching that game, but I think the Cowboys win. Next up, what we got?
1: Next up, Detroit at Arizona, 425 on Sunday. Detroit giving two and a half points, minus 137 on the money line, 46 points total. I think... Colin Murray has a really big day if he's on your if, if he's on your team and maybe you went with him I think you should be confident that he's going to play well uh, but I do believe in Matt Patricia as a defense coordinator I don't know how I feel about him as a head coach so I think he will have his guys ready and he has he has some good talent over there but they are missing Davis their middle linebacker uh, and Detroit's also missing their center rag rag uh, so that is a big deal for them but I think Arizona keeps this one close with a chance to win at the end. I have no clue what the outcome is. Uh, and I'm kind
0: of glad that Kevin and I disagree. This is, pretty, this is pretty much like the first game we disagree on, right? Right, uh, I Aside think so. from the Bills and Jets. Yes. Um, Detroit's laying two and a half. Uh, I like them to win outright. Uh, I might not take the spread because uh, I don't want to worry about not covering. Um, it's either going to be two things. It's like Kev said. The Cardinals keep it close, or I think this is a smoke show and Detroit wins. I don't think Detroit's that good of a team, but I just think Arizona's defense is that bad. Uh, I don't know anyone aside from Hassan Riddick and uh, old crusty T. Sizzle at the end of his and career. Patrick
1: Peterson is out due to PEDU, so he doesn't come back for another like seven weeks. I think he's out until week
0: eight. And that's what I was saying. Uh, the last two times that Detroit played Arizona, last year in Arizona, Detroit smoked them 17-3. to and then um, in 2017, Detroit won 35 23. So uh, I'm confident that Detroit wins this game. I do, I can Detroit just uh, steamrolls them. But uh, I like the Detroit kitty cats. Next.
1: Next up, San Francisco at Tampa Bay. This is going to be a close one, 425 on Sunday. San Francisco getting one point, so that's letting you know how close the game is going to be. San Francisco's a plus 103 on the money line, also letting you know it's going to be close, but they do think some points are going to be scored in this game with the number at 50 and a half for the game. So for me... I do like what you said earlier. We were talking earlier in the pod, and you were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. I do like him playing against his defense, um, but I, I am concerned for, and I think San Francisco has the better defense of both teams, but Tampa Bay, you can, you're can you not going to be able to underestimate this offense. I think they come back, and they will be a, a, number five, a top five offense again. Last year, they were the best passing team in the league, so we'll see how good San Francisco's pass rush is. We'll see how good that defense is on Sunday. I do think Tampa Bay comes out of this at home Jameis Winston, his first uh, uh, Byron his first chance to be the quarterback coach for him Be the offensive coordinator for this team I love Bruce Arians And I'm going with Tampa Bay in this game
0: um, I'm on the other side I like San Fran uh, I think they got what it takes to win I love Bruce Arians though I really do like this guy I wanted him to be the Jets coach I said it before in the pocket. I'm just hoping for a bunch of points um, yeah, you got
1: Mike Evans, you got Marquise Goodwin, you got Dante Pettis, we'll see what Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida do, there's some good players in this game, so we'll see O.J. Howard, who was a high pick for tight ends this year, and just a little tidbit about Bruce Arians, he threatened to fire every single one of his coaches if he finds them sleeping in the office, if he finds them finding a reason to not spend time with their family as a lot of NFL coaches do, and that made, me, he, that made him one of my favorite people on the planet that he made it mandatory for his coaches to spend time with their family. And not sacrifice everything just to be a coach. I just wanted to tell you guys that. And that's one I of the think reasons, he's a
0: good dude. One of the main reasons why I like the guy, and uh, not to say that I won't, I won't bet against him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I like money more than anything. But um, I just think it's just too close to call. This is a pass on this. Next up. Next up. Uh, Sunday Night Football.
1: Yes, the big one. <laughs> and they made sure surprise, that they... Surprise,
0: <laughs> surprise. Look who's on time, time. The Stillers and, the, and that other team. What's
1: uh, up? Oh, no. I was I, I didn't know if you were going to keep going. Uh, I, 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 I could
0: keep going. Trust me.
1: <laughs> so, Pittsburgh at New England, 820 on Sunday. Pittsburgh getting five and a half. Pittsburgh plus 205 on the money line, 49 in points. I think this is going to be a close one. I heard a stat earlier that said that in their last nine games, Pittsburgh has covered as a dog seven times out of those nine. But the two that they did lose they lost to New England at ah. home. So, what do you say about that, man? I don't know. Obviously, I'm taking New England in this. I don't care what anybody says. They're wonderful at home. Tom Brady is 18-0 and, and gets these guys at his own house. I don't know what else to tell you. He hasn't yeah. lost to them, bro.
0: It's hard to bet against those boys up there in Boston. Um, I do like the points with the Steelers. They're not going to... I feel like this is a game where you take the Steelers, they keep it close the whole, the whole game, and then some fugaziness happens and <laughs> the, the Patriots cover the spread at the end of the game. Yeah, they march down the yeah, field yeah, like gonna, a 14 play drive. So, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm not going to play it, but I, I do. And I'm not saying it's because I hate the Patriots. We know that. Listen, I hate the Patriots. I can't. So I will not be afraid to take them as much as I despise them. Okay. But this ain't a spot because I like Mike Tomlin and I can never get McDonald going. So that's what I'm going to be rooting for. A bunch of Vance touchdowns, uh, and I got James Conner in another in the uh, in our um, listener league. Oh, okay. So I'm kind of rooting for Pittsburgh here, and because I hate the Patriots, so everything points to Pittsburgh. I'm not going to bet on them just because of that, but Pittsburgh is my play.
1: Got it. Up next, Houston. At New Orleans. Monday Night Football. seven ten on Monday. These are the Monday Night Games. I love when
0: they do the doubleheader on Monday. I do. Although, I can't make it past the first quarter of the second game. No way. I, I feel like I I'm watching even... Golden State and Phoenix play on a Tuesday night at 11 o'clock. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> you West Coast people. I'm so jealous. You get to watch all the games. You can you imagine sitting down at 5 o'clock eating dinner and watching a game. That's awesome.
1: And I feel like they do everything. I feel like a the East Coast is like being a lefty in the world yeah everything is made for right-handed people and i feel like when it comes to sports i feel like sports are put on television for all the people on the west coast and they forget about us here we don't get to watch lebron james we don't get to see philip rivers play well it depends in this situation we won't see the the we won't be seeing denver and oakland but i don't know don't forget about us put them on a little earlier and you know
0: you know what we say that but from what i've been told the west coast folk they don't like having to rush home from work to watch a game or having to wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning to watch a game see, I'd rather yeah I know see like you and me are early risers I'm right. cool with that like yeah. I love when we have the London game and it's on at 9 o'clock in the morning it's one I'm my watching, favorite things I'm watching football and eating pancakes like that's my favorite but those dudes over there gotta wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning for that right. now for you and me I'm like 6 o'clock in the morning is football on? Right. Yeah, I love it <laughs> You know? So, uh, like, when you're talking about the USA basketball team playing China at 8 o'clock in the morning, my first thing is, like, wow, I can can throw a little something something on the game and watch it. Getting back to what's more important here, Monday Night Football – Houston, New Orleans, Houston getting
1: six and a half points, plus two. Houston is one of my picks to win on the road this week. I picked a few teams so far on the road to win. I think Houston's going to be that. New Orleans has been disappointing in opener, especially after last year. I don't even want to talk to the New Orleans Saints. How you lose to Tampa Bay on opening night? Get it together, bro. But I think Houston comes out in this one. What are you-
0: and nine against the spread in weeks one and two since 2014.
1: Notoriously slow starters.
0: 3 and 13 against the spread in weeks one and two since 2011.
1: Wow. That's Listen, a
0: significant amount of time. It is. And last year, a lot of people were burned by the New Orleans Saints, <laughs> myself included. Me too. Survivor pool done. Week one. Very upset. <laughs> the whole pool ended probably all, that day. <laughs> everybody that's listening to me, some Texans. Give me the seven points. Give me the six and a half. Hopefully it goes to seven and a half. Give me that. Houston Texans.
1: Agreed. Next up, Denver at Oakland. 1020. Monday night. Really close game. Denver only given one point. So it was almost a push. Denver minus 113. And the number for the game is 43. Um I can't wait to watch this. I think Denver's defense is going to give them a really, really hard time. I don't know what to expect from Joe Flacco. Does Sutton show up and and, and solidify himself as the number one away from Emmanuel Sanders? Who is Emmanuel Sanders? Is he still the number one guy? I don't know what's going on. Most of us don't at this point in time. So it's hard to predict anything because we don't know who's who. It, It usually takes at least... Uh, two to four weeks for these teams to iron themselves out at the beginning of the season. They're all rusty. staying in I have no clue what comes out of this game. I, I don't, I don't feel like I have any kind of any lean one way or another. So I have nothing to say about these guys.
0: Yeah. Um, this game is going to be on way too late past my bedtime. Uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to try to fight the sleep and watch it. But, uh, these are two teams that I don't know what's going to happen. You broke it down pretty good. What's Joe Flacco going to be? How's this Raiders offense going to be? um, I just want to watch the game and have, and, and, and chill out and, and root for uh, crusty feet Antonio Brown and get a bunch of touchdowns in the listener league. Yes, yeah, so I'm just going to be watching the game, falling asleep with the remote in my hand. But that's about it, man. That's it for that game for me.
1: And that's it for us today. No bullpen for you guys today. We didn't want to force it today. We didn't have anything that came up naturally during conversation, but I'm pretty sure we'll follow up with one next week. But uh, thanks for listening. Our first full show, man. We'll see what happens. This is our first time digging in. uh, You know, we only had one game to dig into, so we'll see what it looks like for episode 10 after we have a full Sunday. We have the U.S. Open this weekend. We have baseball this weekend. It's a really good sports weekend. Also, you can find us at the first pick pod on Instagram, on Twitter, Twitter, Jesus. <laughs> you can find us at the first pick podcast on Facebook. You can find me at BiggestBoss76 on Instagram and Twitter. Where can they find you and where can they listen, Vince?
0: You can find me at Vinny Goombots on Twitter, on Instagram, and you could listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, Podcast Addicts, and my favorite coin thank you guys for listening to episode 9 we hope you guys like the new format please rate and review us on iTunes um, and if you like the format if you don't like it let us know yes we need um, to know we trying to we want to, we want you guys to like what we're putting out there and we're gonna be messing around with some things we might listen to it and might not like it so we might switch things up maybe next week we spend a little bit more time on the NFL um good luck with your fantasy good luck with your survivor pools Good luck with your bets, and thank you guys for listening to Episode 9 of the First Pick Podcast.